want to do a story on you guys. Are you kidding me? And now he wants it to be the kickoff for a tour. It's so weird to have this now. I'm not sure what to do with all of it. That was from Dreamin' Wild. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. In 2012, Donnie Emerson, played by Casey Affleck, and his wife Nancy, played by Zoe Deschanel, are struggling to keep their recording studio afloat and their music dreams alive. Hey, Nancy, where's the band? They built. Seriously? I'm trying to run a business here. Also, the bank called. And they have two kids to think about. Bye, Dad. Hi, buddy. Love you, Dad. So it's not looking so good when the unexpected happens. They receive a call from Donnie's older brother, Joe, played by Walton Goggins. Hey, brother. Joe? I got something to tell you. Dad got a call yesterday from a guy at a record company. He says he heard our record and, uh... Our record? What do you mean? Dreaming wild. And with that, the past that Donnie's tried hard to forget comes flooding back. You see, he understands the importance of dreams and says as much to his son one night when his son can't go to sleep. But what he didn't tell his son is that dreams can hurt a lot. We made that out. We were so happy. Just didn't know anything about the world. So when Matt Sullivan of Light in the Attic Records, played by Chris Messina, shows up at the family farm in Fruitland, Washington, Donnie's aloof because he doesn't want to get hurt again. It's everyone else who does the talking. There it is. It's dreaming wild. That's you guys? Yeah. That's us. This album is unbelievable. Truly. It really just blew my mind. But how could that be? After all, Dreamin' Wild was recorded 30 years ago when Donnie and Joe, played by Noah Jupe and Jack Dylan Grazer, were teenagers. It was Don Sr., played by Bo Bridges, who built a studio for them on the family farm with the blessings of his wife, Selena, played by Barbara Deering. As he remembers, Donnie made it all right here. Donnie, what you got going on over there? I'm just playing around. Donnie's a genius, truthfully. Because he did all the singing and writing while playing the guitar and piano. So he engineered the whole thing, and Joe came in with an assist on the drums. But despite their parents and two sisters' wishes, things didn't turn out so well. We're going to need some more money to get these last few songs finished. My dad lost a lot. And in the face of that loss, all these years later, here comes the music industry again. So can they trust Matt and his record label? On the one hand, this is what his label does. They find albums that never found an audience. We try to give them a second chance. And based on all the buzz the record has got, you've seen that, right? During its finest moments, to twist a Brian Wilson phrase, Dreamin' Wild is a godlike symphony to teenhood. Brian Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> well, heck, let's celebrate. But as Donnie will tell you, they've celebrated before. Even if they put their trust in Matt and Lighten the Attic Records, he just wonders whether their album's newfound buzz is real. In contrast, Joe and Nancy and the rest of their family are just happy to take it all in. Wow. 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 Can you believe that? Look at this. Look at this. That was something, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, an, autograph? Signing autograph. an autograph for Lindsay. Joe huh? Emerson. An, an autograph. <laughs> so despite Donnie's quiet pain, this is a family that loves each other deeply. And it's that love that's kept Donnie from visiting the family farm as often as he otherwise would. After all, when you lash out, it's the ones you love who get hurt the most. It's just fun for you. It's not just fun for me. But is it just fun for Joe? Or is there more to him than meets the eye? While he seems so open and softly joyful, he's had a share of pain too. But despite that, he'd rather absorb Donnie's anger than reflect it back at him. 
he's keenly aware of his own faults. I think I've come to the conclusion that I'm, well, I'm pretty good at bringing down trees and building things, but when it comes to drumming, I'm never going to be a, a, a Ringo star, I guess. I don't know about that. And it's that kind of selflessness that's made Joe such an asset to Donnie, both as a big brother and as a fellow musician. And the good thing is that Donnie knows it. You know, everyone has been saying it's got this weird magical feel to it. Uh, I couldn't figure out what it was or how to do it. And I was listening to the tapes and I finally figured it out. That's you. So while it's certainly wild to think that 30-year-old music from two teenage brothers would finally find an audience, this family has a chance to return to a dream that's been bound by lost hope and regret. They'll finally have a chance to heal. I'm just sorry, Dad, for putting you through all of it. Oh, so baby. You're my son. I would have gladly given up all the land just to hear you play. I believe in you, boy. All right, Dreaming Wild. Baby. Mm-hmm. Mm yeah. Yes. Uh, Easy right. listening. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> all right, guys, don't forget to give us some likes, shares, subscribes, comments um, before we get in. The good old Dreaming Wild. So Dreaming Wild is um, in theaters. Friday, August the 4th, when I watch Dreaming Wild, I would, it seems like a feel-good family music movie, um, totally up my alley. The funny thing about this is I was just thinking about TikTok when I was watching the- um, Of course you were. The plot summary. Well, because there's this whole <laughs> movement on TikTok with you know old things becoming new because these kids are discovering um, things from like way back, quote unquote- <laughs> Yeah, what's way Wait. back, the 90s? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there have been like, book, but some books have been like from the 20s, like things that have been out of print, like, and they've just like kind of gotten this insane um, popularity again because of, you know, folks finding some, I don't know, some, maybe somebody did a motivational quote and somebody went down the rabbit hole to figure out what source it came from and then that book became popular again. Um, so I don't know, that's what I was thinking about while watching this, uh, just mm. with their music kind of finding an audience. But yeah, I mean, I, I totally watch Dream Wild. I'm not going to the theaters to watch Dream Wild, but I, I'd, I'd watch it. When would you go to the theater? It's, first off, I have to be invited. Um, to, that's real for me. And if I was going to go to the theater and see something, it would really need to be some action-packed something. I need stuff blowing up. Lots of movement. That's the problem with the industry right now. You, know, you, that attitude. I try. Terrible. I know. And I love your euphemism. You need to be invited. Okay. Um, now, I didn't know anything about this story, producer. I knew nothing mm -hmm. about it at all. So, you know, I was going in blind. I was like, what is this? Let's, mm -hmm. let's find out. Uh, now, you said feel good. There's a lot going on, though. Mm, you're mm -hmm. not just going to be swaying in your seat the whole time. Yeah, you could tell that. Like, and it's this feel good elements, but it seems like there's yeah. like some tension and some like real, real life stuff that that we're kind of unpacking. Which I mean, just like watching the plot summary, that seemed kind of interesting because we don't unfortunately get a lot of that um, these days. Yeah, and that's exactly right. It's real, but it's a family 
where there's a lot of love. That's the good thing. Mm -hmm. So there is uh, some things that Donnie has to work through. But the family, it's not like there's this big thing where, you know, everybody hates each other. Mm -hmm. Even when he lashes out, the way it's handled, it just seemed real, mm -hmm. real. Mm -hmm. So with that, the cast, let me start there. Mm -hmm. Casey Affleck, I think he's cornered the market on this kind of character. <laughs> this is Manchester by the Sea. I'll come back to that later. He can do this better than anyone else. You know, the gnawing quiet pain, because right when he gets that call at the beginning, you're like, oh, as an audience member, you're like, oh my gosh, wow. And he doesn't have that reaction. Mm. So it's not even that it's written. It's what's not written mm -hmm. and how he plays it. Everybody else, the whole family's like, you know, the mom is the whole time is like, whoa. <laughs> you know, my boys, oh my gosh, you know. His brother's excited, the father. Everybody is excited, not him. The sisters, you know, so he's standing in that doorway in that first meeting, kind of like, I don't have much to say. Mm -hmm. So it's little things like that that I liked a lot in this movie. Now, the rest of the cast wonderfully supports Casey. Walton Goggins, you can see. I mean, normally Walton Goggins is playing some sleazeball. It's nice to see him playing a good guy. Mm -hmm. Just a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Who, when people criticize him, like when Donnie comes after him, he kind of goes along with it. He's kind of like, yeah, okay. But this has been my life. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. And even in that, part of the movie where we put it in the plot summary pr producer when Donnie goes to him and kind of apologizes. Right. One of the hardest things to do as an actor is to listen. <laughs> That's one of the hard, like, mm -hmm. especially when you know the camera's right here. Right. <laughs> somebody has a monologue to go mm -hmm. through because you want to do something. Right. So you really have to learn that, no, you just stand and listen and breathe. Look at what Walton was doing. Exactly. But that's very hard to do. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. very hard to do. Because <laughs> you can feel your heart racing. You know, you, your body's kind of twitching because you're like, I'm just getting it. <laughs> so those kinds of, of, of things, it's it required this kind of casting to pull it off. Mm -hmm. To make these people seem really real without being showy. It required that. I mean, there's a moment early on in the movie, producer, after they introduce what's happening and you kind of get the credit sequence, the opening credit sequence. And they show Bo Bridges, the dad, just looking at boxes of records. Right. So you it's telling the story without, again, everybody having to say it. You go, oh, wait, they still have all of these records after 30 years. Now that takes me to writer-director Bill Pollard, or put Bill, I don't know how to say it, Bill Pollard, I think. This movie kind of echoes the music because it's not a perfect film, but the imperfections are its strength, just like the music isn't perfect, but that's kind of the charm of it. So it captured the spirit of the music in that way. Um, now, is it anything revelatory? No, you've seen this kind of thing before, but it has a personal touch to it and the details, the, what, when Bill decides to reveal the story was very important, the structure of that. Cause you really don't know what happened in the past 
until toward the end, you keep getting glimpses and going, okay, what is it actually? Is it some terrible thing? What really is holding Donnie back? What happened to the family all those years ago? And I think that was well done. So in the end, it's not like you go, oh gosh, I'm going to come out of this feeling terrible. It's not that kind of thing. You'll have an understanding. I think a complete understanding, to be honest. And because of that, I was lost in thought for much of it. I was really just thinking, watching them. And, and I was also thinking this after the movie. This is what happens when you get out of the way, when you let the story and the relationships do the work. Let the characters sing. Get out of the way. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that about, because when, when we first started watching, well, when I first started watching the plot summary, my first initial thought was like, We've seen this before. Literally, that's when I start when it started. But as it the story kind of unfolded, I was like, oh, this is this is a little more interesting than something that I've seen before. Um, so that's good to know that it holds true. Cause you know, oftentimes, you know, here at Wild Watch that we like to highlight the uh the plot summary that we would the journey we'd like the movie to be best seen in. Um, and the critic busts our bubbles <laughs> and tells us that. <laughs> It's not going to get I'm any just, better than this. I'm just being honest. Now, and that's another thing about that, producer, I'm glad you br brought it up. The plot summary also helps people to understand what the feel is in its best moments, as you're saying, and whether what I'm saying would, in combination, help them know whether they should see it or not. It's not that you need to agree with me. Nobody needs to agree with me. I don't care. I'm just being honest. And that honesty, I this is what I like from the best critics when they're just honest. I don't have to agree with them. I grew up watching Siskel and Ebert. I never agreed with Siskel as a kid, ever. <laughs> Ebert, I agreed with more, but sometimes not even him. But their discussion helped me understand what was happening. A great example outside of them was when the first Matrix came producer, I remember reading these reviews and going, all of y'all are wrong without even seeing the movie. I remember that. I was like, nope, I know what this movie is going to be. I've seen the trailers and the commercials. I know, and I hear what you're saying, and you're wrong. And I was right. When I went to the movie, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be. So that's the thing about criticism in its best moments. It's honest. It's not supposed to be something where it goes, I'm convincing you. I ain't convincing nobody. Now, with that said, I do want to convince you of this. And I mentioned it in the plot summary. A lot of this is about that dream, and it's a dream deferred, to quote Langston Hughes. So that dream deferred concept, I think, really is what makes this stand out. And it's true to, to the story. But that comes through very well. And because of that, Coming back to Manchester by the Sea, I think it's an interesting companion to that movie. Now, this is definitely not nearly as tragic as Manchester, please. My gosh, I still remember seeing that the first time. But I think both are about almost incomprehensible losses. But this time, again, it's about the loss of trusting your dream. And like you were picking up on there, producer, there's an underlying sweetness that helps the pain go down nice and smooth. So it, that combination is key as well. And for me, as someone who was an artist and said, I am not going to be in this business. <laughs> this is not for me. 
I understood it on a different level. I almost felt it in my bones. I was like, yeah, this is true. And I appreciated mm-hmm. its simplicity. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking of Daisy Jones and the Six producer that mm-hmm. show on Prime. Yeah. This is what it should have felt like more. Mm-hmm. This. Mm-hmm. So I liked it much more than I thought it would. I do have to say. Um, I think if you're thinking about going to the theater, um, this is a good movie to go see with someone else. If you want that kind of chill experience and you come out feeling good, but not high, you know, you feel satisfied. Um, would it work from home when it's available that way? Of course. Of course. So there we go with Dreamin' Wild. All right. You get to discover this movie and the brothers if you didn't know their story. And of course, at the end, you know, you see them playing the music and you know that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the real parents and <laughs> the audience. So we do get that moment. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so producer, are you sticking to your guns? Now, if you're not invited to a theater, <laughs> you are going to watch it if it streams, right? One day. Indeed. This will make a streaming list. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.